Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Welcome to today's edition of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. With me is professional scrum trainer Todd Miller. This show is all about answering the most common and difficult and tricky scrum questions, even perhaps some agile questions as well that you might be having. We're to help you get your teams leveled up, to get yourself leveled up, and to perhaps do a, do a little bit better with the remainder of your day. How's it going, Todd? It's going pretty good. Where I'm currently sitting at, we are underneath a nor'eastern snowstorm. Ah, so that means that uh, for those of you not familiar with insane snow, I live by Lake Michigan, so we get lake effect snow, which is kind of like a one and done. Todd, with his nor'easter, the, the, snow, the snowstorm dumps a bunch of snow on him, goes out into the ocean, Comes back, dumps more snow, goes back out into the ocean, comes back. What do you have? You're going to have like two or three feet when this thing's it, done, right? It might be in, until like April until it stops snowing. That's the way it feels today. And I'm not a huge snow lover. Sorry, snow people out there. I'm not. I could do without it. I, should, I probably should have been living somewhere tropical. But You know what, though, Todd? We did have something cool happen. A, a watcher, a listener, someone on YouTube left us a question. They did. So Mike asked, how should a scrum team handle a developer who will not commit? And I think the context of his question was really around, you know, if they're in a meeting or in a scrum event, they won't close their laptop and focus. They won't kind of be an active member of the team. There's some things going on like that. But in general, how should a scrum team handle a developer who will not commit? What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah. So as a scrum master, I think the, the first thing or the first move that I'm going to try to make in this is a non-move. I'm going to try to get the developers to resolve it on their own, right? Like a daily scrum is uh, is their event. And I, and so if, uh, if a developer doesn't want to attend a daily scrum, won't participate in that kind of deal. I think that um, at some point, though, you do need to take action. I, I'm, I'm thinking in it, if, if this behavior is being exhibited in, in like a sprint review or sprint retrospective at some point, you know, as much as I want the developers to call it out, I'm going to call it out. Remember, I'm a true leader as a scrum master. And so uh, this kind of behavior is unprofessional in the office environment. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? 
You know, I've had this before. There's a couple things I've done, and both were pretty effective at the time. So this may or may not work, but sometimes I'll just um, turn to the person and say, hey, how can we all support you so that you can be fully present here? Right. And so what it does is it doesn't put the blame on the person. It doesn't um, it doesn't put them on defense. It's basically saying we're here to support you. We notice that you're distracted. How can we help? Um, just like your dog's distracted in the background. I'm trying so hard to not Sorry. laugh. That's, that's my dog. <laughs> She's just popping her head in to, to look outside at the, at at the, the snow. snow. She's like, uh-uh, not going out. Yeah, I'm not committed She's, to going out there. She is going to poop in your closet. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I think that's one way, right? I think, um, I think one way is how can we support you and, and help you be present? And that's kind of a disarming way to do it. Another fun way is I've had, hey, who's all committed to being present and helpful? And every hand goes up. I'm like, cool. So close the lids, mm-hmm. right? I think it's just sometimes people don't even realize that that they're not present. I don't think they realize that they've been caught up in some other things. And so give them the opportunity, you know, show them that you're there to help. Give them the opportunity to kind of acknowledge it humorously. But if the person just won't commit, maybe just ask them to leave. Yeah. Right. Maybe just say, look, you're a bigger distraction than you are a help when you when you can be fully present and help us focus on solving solving these complex problems. Please come back because we need you. And really, I mean, really kind of what we're doing there is amplifying respect and we're amplifying our commitment as a team member. We're amplifying focus. Um, It's take it takes courage for the teammates to hold this person accountable. Hopefully it's another teammate that's nudging the person and saying, hey, what are you doing? Like we've got a thing to do here. So I think those are the things I've tried. What do you think about that? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, as, as you're saying things that you tried, I'm kind of like spinning through my head situations that I've been in, in similar situations. I, I, I like to think the best in people. And I would say that 90% of the time I've been in situations where the person just wasn't aware of it, wasn't cognizant of it. And kind of when someone has a one-on-one conversation with them and makes them aware of how kind of counterproductive that kind of behavior can be, it tends to resolve itself on its own. However, you have alluded to the fact that sometimes you have to ask them to leave. There have been times or two where, quite frankly, I don't know that everybody was meant to be on a team. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes if it's getting that counterproductive, uh, then something needs to happen, right? And so uh, I, I think you need to gauge where you're at. I think that what you said there, Ryan, is kind of approaching them and having a conversation or hoping that the developers do it on their own. Uh, is is a really good start, but uh, there are edge case scenarios where the, the person should just leave or be and, asked. You know, I totally agree, and we've been in that spot. But I think so. Can we just like ask the person if they're okay? Mm-hmm. Like these are some really really weird times, and uh, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just just check in. Is are you okay? Yeah, and and perhaps that's enough. Maybe that's enough to uh, to help them out. But uh, yeah, I think it's a tough spot. Sometimes a person doesn't need to be there. Sometimes they may just not be okay. But however you handle it, try to handle it openly, transparently, and have the team supporting you as you do that. And I think that'll be uh, a way to tackle this. And oh, geez, Ryan, context is king here. So I hate to say too much more because I think context is really king. I hate to hate to give too much advice and like fire them or or everything's going to be fine. I, I think you're giving some great advice here to ask if they're okay, but um, really, really also from a Scrum Master's perspective, monitor where you may be at on uh, in, in regards to team conflict. So I think yeah, that's about as good as we can get without knowing the full context. Try those things out. 
see how it, it goes. So Mike, thank you so much for dropping us a question. We hope Cheers. that we helped. It's awesome that you're watching. Tell you what, everybody, thank you for being here, right? Let's, uh, let's go into this. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. That way you'll know when we drop the next video. So it's usually every day, but uh, who knows? So make sure you get those alerts. Check out our socials, you know, check out uh, the other shows in our channel. Just thank you for being here. Leave us a question below. If you have a question about Scrum or Teams or all that fun stuff, leave it in the comments. Todd keeps a real close eye on that. He'll make sure that it gets added. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode of Your, Your Daily Scrum. Scrum. I tried to owe you like that. Scrum. <laughs> My hype man. All right. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. Cheers. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>